0: Welcome to the Law Firm Growth Podcast, where we share the latest tips, tactics, and strategies for scaling your practice from the top experts in the world of growing law firms. Are you ready to take your practice to the next level? Let's get started. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the Law Firm Growth Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Jan Roos, and I am here to talk about a failure. A failure of ours well, mine to be realistic, (laughs) of someone, and this is fresh in my mind, so I just wanted to record this podcast because it's how we ended up failing a potential client. And I want to talk about how this could affect you and some of the ways that you might want to think about how you market your practice relative to the quality of the work that you provide. So let me talk about this story. So I had a person that I was following up with. This is a prospect. They had originally responded to one of our ads Back in earlier this year, to be honest. So I think they ended up coming into our funnel twice. The first is in Q1. He ended up speaking with our program director at the time. Didn't end up moving forward with the program and ended up coming back right around the end of July, uh, late August. So at the time we have kind of a round robin calendar. I happened to be the person who got him the second time around. We, you know, did the whole song and dance. We ended up uh, having a qualification call, scheduled a demo and at the end of the demo, it turned out that in between the time that I'd spoken to him and the time that we had the demo scheduled, uh, he'd actually signed up with a competitor. And I was a little miffed, but I was like, okay, cool. Hey, see how it goes. We'll we'll touch base and uh, we'll see how it goes. So we scheduled a follow-up. The competitor's term was about 30 days. So we scheduled, you know, a little bit of ways through to see if they'd be able to, And you know, turned out the competitor had not done anything close to what was promised. He wasn't making any money on this program and he had every intention of uh, stopping it at the end. So we scheduled for a little week after that was supposed to end. He ended up pushing that one back and then we ended up speaking. That brings us to yesterday and I talked to him. I said, all right, hey man, how's it going? I'm uh, wondering how everything goes. Didn't look like things were going too well at the time, but uh, you know, how are things going right now? He said, yeah, I don't think I'm going to be able to move forward with the program, going in a different direction. And I'd say, that's interesting. What direction do you happen to be going in? And the direction that he was going in was shutting down his practice and taking a job at another law firm. So I took that pretty personally, not that I was upset by it, but I really felt like I failed this guy because here was a person that not six months ago was looking to invest in his practice and build it. And through inaction at the first time that he'd spoken to us and my inability to accelerate the narrative. The second time we spoke to it, he ended up making no decision and then a poor decision. And it turns out that he was probably closer to the end of his rope than I would have realized. And the same time too, we had a situation again, this happened literally yesterday. We had two clients that came through the program that closed their first client pretty shortly after launch. And I can't help but imagine what his life would be like if he had decided to move forward with us instead of them. And I want to be very careful about how I phrase that because it's not that he didn't make the decision. It's just that, that, it's that we in our sales process failed to convince him adequately to make the decision that he wanted to make, right? And again, I'm not trying to make this a backdoor commercial for Casefield or anything like that, but this is a problem that we face right now and that every business faces to some degree. And the truth of the matter is, I think it's harder to provide a good service, to develop a good product, no matter what your business is, than to market said product. It's very easy to promise the sun and the moon and the stars and not end up living up to expectations. It's easy to throw ads out there. It's easy to make promises. It's easy to make guarantees. And depending on how you want to move forward with that, you've been in a position where your competition is spending more, they're making more ridiculous claims, and they're marketing more aggressively than you are. But I always say this on, you know, this is something that we've brought up a little bit on the podcast as far as the moral imperative to market as effectively as possible. But this is one example of the very real stakes in which, you know, you don't end up marketing as aggressively as you could, right? In the meantime, too. So this could be something if you're talking about an estate planning practice, right? If they end up going with legal Zoom and that person ends up passing away and ends up in a probate situation that they didn't want to do, if they end up going to a competitor of yours that charges half the price and their entire business model is, yeah, the only important page in the document is the one with my contact. I've literally heard this before. <laughs> Some people say the only important page on a trust is the last one because that's my contact information where they're going to call them after they get the probate, right? If you don't educate your prospect to the point where they understand that what you're charging as a premium is going to save the money in the long run, then you're going to lose to those guys every time, Right. In our instance too, I'll, I'll point out the specifics. We didn't have a well-drilled enough sales process so that our you know program director could close that the first time around, and I wasn't as aggressive in scheduling the demo in a closer time the second time around. And because of those failures, you know, in the moment too, everyone you know makes mistakes. There's always times that you can be more aggressive on a call. That's you know ultimately it was this prospect, this potential client that ended up paying the price, and the cost was you know his ambitions as being the owner of a law practice. So I want you guys to keep that in mind. Um, The second thing I kind of want to talk about is some stuff that I've seen in the market recently, and I'll just kind of go ahead and and (laughs) say this out there. So basically it seems in the last little bit, and this one's going to be super, super specific to estate planning law firms. We had kind of an interesting, and one of the things that I, I found really fun about working in this space is it's so different Than every other type of legal marketing that seems to be pretty well discussed and pretty well served. So uh, estate planning has been really fun because it's proactive instead of reactive. And ultimately, it's very different. It's been an interesting challenge for us to work on and spend our time on and focus on developing results specifically for However, (laughs) I think probably uh, due in no small part to the success that we've been having, we've had some entrants that are trying to go and compete on us. And if you guys are listening to us, here's the blueprint on how to beat us. But basically, uh, I'll tell you how these guys are messing up right now. And they're you're using tactics that are not appropriate for estate planning. So the most common model, and this is really, really funny, we see these ads all the time. So I know that these guys are spending a lot. And again, shame on us for not spending as much as they are. We're having situations where people are getting screwed as a result of this. But they're doing things that make absolutely no sense. And I understand the playbooks that are written for other verticals, you know, gym owners, chiropractors, that sort of thing. Some of those work decently well for stuff like personal injury and Facebook because or, you know, family law, that kind of stuff, because the existence of the need is all that you really, really need to do. If somebody has a personal injury case and they're in a full body cast, they're not going to walk away from that problem. It's, It's very, very different. So all you really need to do is get somebody's interest and get that person on the calendar in order to get that going. If we have a situation where we're trying to run that playbook for estate planning, you can absolutely get somebody to book the consultation, but they're going to have no idea what it is that you do, what separates you from the competition, why they need to do this, and going from something where you know, you're know you just basically looking to enter an arrangement for a contingency, for example, right? that's going to cost them $0. We've moved to something where they're going to have to be understanding the consequences of an event that happens, you know, Lord willing, 10, 24 years in the future, but costs three or five thousand dollars today good luck in getting that entire conversation in the span of a one- hour consult right not to mention the fact that after people sign up for these things it's likely unless they were you know born under a rock or something like that that they're gonna know that there's going to be a bill at the end of this they might not even know that the consultations free they might think the consultation and everything else is free which is even a worse situation right because then you have people wasting your time but you know if you're just booking from a calendar link, the no-shows with these are tremendous. And one of the things that I actually had spoken to during my check-in with this guy who ended, uh, ended up not moving forward was, you know, he was getting probably two out of the 10 consultations that, that were of the 20 that were promised ended up being related to the practice area at all. So, you know, this is kind of an unfortunate thing about legal marketing is a lot of people just see lawyer and they'll come to you with whatever problem that they have that they think a lawyer can solve, right? So it's just a real bummer. And the thing that's even funnier than that is that we actually have another competitor that's been... <laughs> <laughs> welcome to the gripe train. We've got another competitor that was copying our model six months ago, and now they're actually copying that competitor's model, which is hilarious. So we've got now two people that are selling estate planning firms up the river. And I have no doubt that they can get these things going because they got good advertising. And I think they have really strong sales teams, right? So again, the last thing too, is that you know we have a situation where guarantees are just getting bigger and bigger and bigger. But at the end of the day, I don't think this is a problem for anyone That listens to this podcast because by and large, the podcast listeners that I've spoken to are the kind of people who think a little bit more deeply about things, think about things from first principles perspective. But if it doesn't make sense, it doesn't matter if you're guaranteeing 20 appointments and zero of them have a chance of actually working out. You could guarantee 200 appointments. It's not going to make a difference. So just kind of some specifics of stuff that I've been seeing in the marketplace as well. It is a dangerous time to responding ads out there buyer beware, caveat mTOR. Is that the one? I don't know. Um, <laughs> you guys are the lawyers. You get the Latin stuff more than I do probably. But anyway, yeah, just watch out guys. Uh, there's a lot of stuff going on and you need to make sure that you realize that uh, just because somebody's advertising it, the you know, marketing is not a regulated industry. You can say whatever the hell you want, honestly. And there's really no recourse for a lot of these people getting away with this stuff too. So be careful out there, guys. I hope you both make the right decision for yourself and realize that when you have somebody that's in your office and you have the option to be a little bit more assertive or leader or lead the conversation in a direction, if it's something that they need, and that's absolutely something you should take advantage of. All right, that's it guys. So I will see the rest of you guys next Tuesday at 8am on the law firm growth podcast. Thank you for listening to the law firm growth podcast. For show notes, free resources, and more, head on over to casefuel.com slash podcast. Looking forward to catching up on the next episode.